Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to yet again another awesome indie comic interview. It's your host, Cody, and we are keeping it geekly with our new friend, Paula Ritchie. Uh, very accomplished uh, person. You are not only the author of Penis, but also the writer and colorist of Soulbound, a fantasy comic, and the owner of Other Realm Studios. So uh, you have quite a plate. Uh, how are you doing? Welcome to the stream. Let's begin breaking down all this awesomeness. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, what you want to know first? So what, uh, we, we were talking earlier uh, about kind of how you began everything, and you said you, you started with Soulbound. What drove you into one, wanting to create this type of a media platform to begin with? You know, what drove you to starting in comics, and, and how did Soulborn uh, come about? Well, I, I always have a lot of stories in my head, and um, so the, the original idea started with or it grew into the other realm so there are 10 stories set in various eras of the other realm and when i found my artist mia i sent her a list of like a uh, quick sentence synopsis of each of my stories that i was ready to go on for a comic mm -hmm. and i asked her to pick one and she said she likes soulbound the best so that's what we went with so Soulbound was such like a unique twist. I, I loved it. I had the chance to read issue number one and two, and it was it was really awesome the way you started out. Uh, um, the mother, what was the mother's name again? Um, Eliana. Eliana. So uh, she's getting chased by this very looking ferocious beast. It's it, it's very dangerous looking, and uh, she was wearing this necklace that allows her to like travel between worlds through the means of water that necklace was really interesting how did you come ab about creating that concept um well a really really long time ago um i think i was actually still a teenager i woke up one morning with the idea of uh somebody reaching his arm through a puddle of water and then pulling a girl out and they were in a dungeon and i said how did that happen and that is so cool the inside cover art for Soulbound 2, I actually uh, painted that. Um, so yeah, I, uh, oh, and my art has improved so much from the first time that I sketched it when I was a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> so I wondered, well, how did that happen? And the rest of the story, uh, kind of, I followed that thread and pulled it out from there. It was, it was really cool because that's actually kind of how issue two, uh, that's what actually kind of happens in issue two. So the way you kind of fleshed it out to build up to that moment, I thought is, is a really cool concept. We're also introduced to uh, the other, uh, would you say Torin is the, uh, like the other protagonist in this story? Yes. So I, 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 do like to, I do like to write uh, double leads. Mm -hmm. So I really liked uh, like the idea how they're both like in, in two different worlds and uh, we see Rebecca as she's growing up as a child and it, it was it was awesome kind of I loved I, I just this one panel sticks out so much um, seeing them walk side by side like touching hands um, and, and Rebecca's in the one world and Torrin's in the other I thought that was so neat. Yeah so that was when my artist was asking for reference material that was one of my sketches that I sent to her and she worked off that for that panel. Um, it was one of the things that I saw very vividly in my head. So what drove you to want to kind of maintain that link between them? Like, 
because uh, it's, it's, it's just it seems so impactful and powerful was there any special meaning behind it um i i kind of dig into this uh throughout the series um the feeling of where you belong and who you belong with and who is your real family and um who you have a connection to um, and their connection is built on the promise between their mothers from before Becca was even born. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and it, you can really see that too because the, the the family, like when her father passes away, uh, she does not like the stepmom. The stepmom doesn't like her, it feels like, either and locks her out of the house even. So she's like, as soon as the father dies, she just takes everything over. And I really felt that, like, you know, that she had that feeling like she didn't belong in this environment. Now, yeah, so the, that's the, actually part of the the feeling of alienation that she gets um, when this strong tie with her dad is broken, and you know, she doesn't. She's a she's literally set adrift. Yeah, mm-hmm. the subtitle of issue one is adrift, and it's actually part of the curse that draws her or causes her to come unanchored from this world and makes her vulnerable to the curse that drags her into the other world that is it's that is so interesting that you say that like so let me ask this though what causes that ability to like travel between water was it being able to break that anchor or is it something like where they're in like a desperate like fear of flight or something like fight or flight mode uh they're able to do that so the amulet neck necklace that Becca's mother has is um, it has a lot of magical potential in it and it's associated with water. It can do a lot with water mm-hmm. and you know you need water in order to have life. Um, so there's going to be water in the in the ordinary realm and in the other realm if it if it's going to sustain life um so that's some of the properties with the amulet and some of the some of the ways in which the amulet works it uh, works off people's subconscious mm-hmm. um, and finds links between people and you might notice in soulbound one that uh as Aliana is running from the monster and the fire, at the same time, there's someone in our world who is essentially running from a monster. He's dreaming of yeah. the firefight um, that he escaped when he was in the war. And so they, those two people are drawn together across the realms so did you have any sort of like special like person in your life that you like modeled uh the dad off of like it just felt like the you you had such a like a in like a decent amount of knowledge especially about like the funeral like preparation with the the folded flag that was like when when she was driving off in the car you like made sure to have that included so i thought that was a really nice touch like uh was there any sort of like modeling of that character after someone you knew um it's a combination of several uh, people. I know I, uh, I've known several people in the military. My nephew was a Marine. Um, and, uh, yeah, at the time I was finishing Soulbound, um, 
it it wasn't really long since we'd had his funeral and i knew it was so important that becca would have that flag and she would be devastated by losing it yeah um and i also knew that the stepmom was such a uh such a person (laughs) that's Um, the right word for it right person (laughs) that she would uh she would take the folded flag from the funeral so actually there's something that i don't have it in the comic but it will be in the novel version that a friend of the of the dad (laughs) will remember that becca didn't get anything she so he bought her a cheap flag and presented it to her at the funeral okay that that's off screen in this version but i'm going to be doing the novel i mean later. the flag's such a beautiful tribute though um so hearing the, like the the reasoning behind that just makes it so has that so much more of an emotional attachment to it now we see her when she's leaving though the brakes are like out in her car was that like just because it was like a, a beat up like beater car or did like her stepmom have anything to do with that um i'm leaving that a little ambiguous at the moment mm-hmm. but you know, this was a car that she worked on with her dad, and she just loves this car. And she she had to work on it on the way to the funeral <laughs> in order to get there. And then mm-hmm. people talked about her because, you know, she just looked like she showed up out of nowhere. Um, which, sadly, is how people do. But... Um, I mean, but it was, it, it was like with it, to the sense of alienation that she had. Yeah. And it was, it was like that, that was like, she, she was struggling. She was living in her car or, you know, uh, at one point, if, uh, I think it said she was living in her car or uh, something along those lines. I mean, she was definitely struggling. So I, it was, it's just, I, you know, I, for, for people to do that to her at the funeral, that's just, oof, I don't know. I, I would not handle it nearly as good as she did. <laughs> Yeah, she wasn't quite at the point where she had to live in her car yet, but she didn't have anywhere to go, so that was probably going to be the next step. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so she she drives home like all day and all night from where she was going to college and deals with the whole funeral thing, and then her luck just gets worse and worse as the uh, alienation and she's also being kind of indirectly targeted by this curse Mm -hmm. which it's come about because um, this this boy that she was bonded to in the other realm um, it's his troubles coming to find her yeah it's uh he's he's being tortured at the time we don't know that's torrent um but uh we we see a man that's being tortured and uh, it, very extremely too and uh, I thought that was really you know because when I was reading I was like this has to be torn I was like this this has to be him and uh, the way they connect I thought was awesome like that that's why I had to ask earlier um, like the, when she crashes and then uh, she's like swimming swimming towards the top and then she's like drowning and then he reaches and saves her I thought that was such an awesome scene yeah that, that was one of the things that um, it was extremely vivid while I when I came up with it, I had to, I had to leave that scene alone mm-hmm. and, you know, have it reproduced as faithfully as possible. And Mia really did that. She came through for me. I mean, 
she did so amazing yeah yeah i really i, I love the, the the attention to detail it, you really felt the sense of urgency while she was swimming now let me ask you this though you came up with the concept uh which starts in issue two was it hard for you to kind of like lay out the the roadmap for what led up to everything uh before that like setting the tone for for that moment um, well, it's really difficult to know what to leave out, and uh, I was on a pretty tight budget, so I can't have like pages and pages mm -hmm. and pages and pages of, of how all this happened and all the backstory, but it's, it's all in my head. It's all here. And, you know, you have to know where to start a thing, and I, I think I picked a pretty good spot. Yeah, yeah. I did have to, I did have to back up from, the, from that moment a bit and see where Becca's mother came from and fill that in a little bit. There was an earlier version that had a couple uh, fewer pages. You know, I think with what you had to work with, it it, it filled the picture. It filled, it, you know, for me, when I'm reading a, a comic, as long as I have more answers than I have questions, I, I usually don't have any complaints. And I felt um, from start to finish, like you fully fleshed out any sort of question I would have had. Um, the beast was so insanely like ferocious too like did you have like any part in like designing that creature or did you have your artist kind of just like go with her imagination yeah i i told her a bit about um about uh what he kind of came from and uh what kind of hmm well, where would you say he came from? Because he kind of, to me, like, I don't know if you ever ever heard of the term, like, skinwalker. It's like, uh... Yeah. Yes, that, yeah. that's so, kind of the vibe so I got. Most of the design of the of the monster came from Mia. So she, she drew this, and I'm like, yes, that's the guy. <laughs> we'll go with that. And uh, we I actually... Wasn't, I wasn't quite sure um, what this insane sorceress would have cobbled together, but mm -hmm. apparently it's that. Because... Yeah, Mia was Mia was on track with this story. Mm -hmm. Like she she did such a fantastic job with it. I am her biggest fan. <laughs> so issue two though, we begin um, with uh, Rebecca and uh, Torin. Rebecca is uh, pretty much trying to help Torin like escape. We see that vicious beast. Is that the same one from issue one, or is that like yes. kind of like a okay? Yes, so, he's very important. He comes yes. back a lot. Yes. We see uh, Torin go up against it. Uh, just like bolts and it looked like bolts or parts of his yeah. chains and hands and just like pummeling this thing and that yeah. was such an insane scene I love the fight sequence so much oh thanks so much yeah I thought you know Becca's got a little bitty pocket knife and he's gonna look at that and go that's not gonna do a <laughs> <Yeah>. thing <laughs> you know his only shot is to like knock this thing out mm -hmm. um, and so it's relentless he, too it's relentless yeah. it keeps going after him yeah, he uh, he kind of has difficulty feeling pain these days. So, and uh, poor Torrin. So, what was happening to him at the moment? Like, you know, he was getting tortured, but for what reason? Like, uh, you know, what was uh the the evil sorceress trying to do or get from him? Yeah. So, let's see. Let's let's start up with what she is. So, she is a sorceress that feeds off of death and destruction and um, she's trying to open a portal to 
Um, okay, well, first, first we have the void between the realms mm -hmm. that Becca crossed. So there's our regular world, and there's the other realm. The other realm is the last realm. I before, see what you did there. <laughs> the last realm before Oblivion. Mm -hmm. So. And, you know, if you go beyond oblivion, things get much worse. Things get really hot. Um, so, you know, you get an actual demonic realm past this. Like, the other realm is the last place for some... For uh, the things that have gone extinct and disappeared from this world. It's the last place for those things to thrive. So there's going to be a lot of weirdness, a lot of myths, a lot of cryptids. A lot of That's strange That's going to be so creatures. awesome. What about dinosaurs? Um, it depends on what era we're in Ooh. and also what continent. <laughs> so the, the other yeah. realm is like this huge multiverse, it sounds like. Uh, so you have other uh, media uh, that's kind of like feeding into it as well. Is Penis one of those or is, uh, does that have its own like type of world surrounding it? Yeah, Penance is actually set in the Heroes Unleashed universe, um, which was started by Silver Empire Press. So I didn't really have a superhero era for the other realm. I've kind of stuck with mythology, with like medieval fantasy, and mm -hmm. moved up into like a magical steampunk, um, and and beyond. And it's different eras. And falling from this world into that one, it it's a little bit mixed up which era you end up in, so there's mm -hmm. going to be some anachronisms and oddness. Uh, are you, you're talking about Penis, or are we still uh, talking about Soulbound? Soulbound, yeah. So, okay. So, so, yeah, and the other stories that will be set in the other realm. Mm -hmm. But, back, back to what the sorcerer, excuse me, um, back to what the sorceress is doing, is she wants to take revenge on her people being rendered extinct which was for a good reason because her people were into human sacrifice yeah <laughs> um and what had saved uh there there was like this massive civilization of really horrible people and what had saved them was a troop of well a lost roman legion comes out of the lake and is horrified at what's going on and they help take down this civilization that's like sacrificing people it's i power. i'm loving the mix of everything in this it, it, you you yeah. definitely do have a really creative mind i like the other uh, the other realm just sounds like so insane um i wanted so, a world big enough to put all the good stuff in yeah. it <laughs> so how did that lead you to she, she wants to take revenge, and for that, she needs a lot of death. That's mm -hmm. that's what I was leading up to. So how did that lead you to having her uh, torturing Torin, though? Um, well, he is the prince um, who is descended from the leader of this lost Roman legion and also a princess from Atlantis. Um, and there was a tricky diplomatic mission that he was on and he was captured while he was on his way back so now mm -hmm. that's going to start a war oh if he doesn't get home and explain things and also part of this tricky this tricky diplomatic thing that he was on has to do with becca's mother 
Okay, so things are about to get very chaotic. So do they know that Becca's mother is like gone? Um, yeah, they haven't seen her uh, since. Well, I mean, she disappeared. She yeah, yeah. was wiped off the face of the earth, you know, 20 years ago. And oh, like, I, I, what I meant was, like, did that cause some sort of, like, uh, turmoil uh, with her disappearances? Yeah, yeah. So, when she disappeared, relations between these two countries got worse and worse I and gotcha. worse. And that's why Torin had to go, and um, he had to make some promises. We're not quite there yet. That's mm -hmm. going to be... Oh, spoiler territory. I gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> So we're we're pretty much uh, Becca's mom is gone, and now with Torin gone, both sides are at a breaking point. That's what I'm getting at. Uh, yeah. And okay. so I got you. So uh, their adventure gets pretty uh, insane as well. Um, with uh, with Soulbound two, how are you uh, looking to get into Soulbound three? Like, what can we expect? Uh, just w without spoiling too much. And uh, do you have any idea like when you're gonna be? I guess more closer to uh releasing that are you going to be self-publishing -pub or uh, maybe running a kickstarter um yeah so i will be publishing this myself um i do like to have the entire thing done before i run a kickstarter for it mm -hmm. um i'm kind of terrified of running a kickstarter and not delivering <laughs> that's that. I, I don't think I could take the stress if my if my that's book was a, not finished. Yeah. I couldn't take it. I could not handle it. Well, that's a good that's a good feeling to have because there there are some campaigns you know where people don't deliver. So the fact yeah. that you're, you're you're worried about that, I think that speaks volumes about your work ethic. Yeah, actually, um, Soulbound Two, the first print run, there was a mistake in. Uh, well, I I let Mia do you know a three page short story at the back mm -hmm. and I wanted I got too elaborate with it I was going to make it a flip comic so that you can just flip it and the cover, the back cover upside down is uh, the cover leading into her three page short story it looks that really is good. cool, that, yeah that's a cool yeah. concept and yeah I mixed up the pages <laughs> so oh, no. uh, then, it, then it was late because um, actually, I had to ship out several of those anyway, and things were running late. So, on, what, uh, what did you do? Too, so that that was that was rough. What did you do during that time, though? Uh, did you just make sure to keep everyone like kind of up to date with what what was yeah. happening? Like, how did you? Work I, through I posted that? a bunch of updates, and everybody seemed fine with it. But still, I got another print run done, and I sent postcards. I mailed um, in the packet mm -hmm. with the. When I had to send out the uh, misprinted one, I sent uh, also pre-stamped postcards uh, with the address on them, so that if they wanted if they wanted the new copy, they could just drop the postcard in the mail, and I would send out. The that new is one. cool. And I have not received one of those postcards back yet. So, so, I, so they I all just kept their misprinted ones. I think that really goes to show you that even if there is a mistake, as long as you're transparent, that that's like the key, the transparency, letting people know what's going on. Because I, you know, I've talked to a lot of people and that seems to be their biggest conclusion is trying to keep people as up to date as possible. Uh, because if not, then that's when things start to get really bad. Yeah, everybody was really fantastic over it. Um, I only got nice comments. <laughs> you know, and um, 
yeah, that, that has to be an awesome feeling too, that everyone who received the copy just loved it regardless. They didn't want to switch it out for another one. So with that being said, like, where are we looking at with Soulbound 3? I know you said there was a, uh, like a kind of a break into everything because uh, a pregnancy uh, with the artist, I think, right? Yeah, so my artist got married and I was so excited. And then she had a baby and I'm so excited. <laughs> and now another baby, so excited, but she's gonna have to get out of freelancing, so. No, I'm still so excited. I mean, yeah, yeah, has, yeah. That's so awesome. She has an adorable baby, and now there's gonna be another one. I'm so, <laughs> I'm thrilled. But man, now I gotta find another artist as good as Mia, and I don't know. Is it possible? Can this be done? Can this be done? You know, and who's to say? Maybe a couple years down the road, when the kids are old enough to be in school, she might be yeah. able to come back. You know? Yeah, I'm. I'm hoping that you know when she. Uh, when she gets a routine together, you know, maybe, maybe I can get her back, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I also know how difficult it is to try to, you know, do consistent output of anything yeah. when you have young kids. Oh yeah. Okay. Cause you don't want to ever do it. Like when you're with them, you know, yeah. children's time's valuable. They're growing. You need to be in their lives. And um if if you're not doing that then when are you doing it you know you're losing sleep doing it or you're doing you're doing it yeah, after they go to don't sleep sacrifice the sleep for the comic yeah. <laughs> no, don't do that i uh, want her to survive so i mean you know i don't know i took a nap in between interviews today a nice little five-hour nap with my cat <laughs> um yeah the, the cat held you down didn't she <laughs> well it's just it's so fluffy you know laying there purring i'm like all right i guess yeah, like you can't you cannot leave you know they, am i a monster on your lap and that's it yeah You're am i a monster no you can't no do it. <laughs> so how did you from soulbound to penis you know uh penis is a superhero novel so a little bit different of mediums you know how did you like kind of transition from the two different platforms yeah so I, I do things really weirdly, apparently. Um, I have a superhero novel and a fantasy comic. <laughs> yeah, why not? Um, so, Penance was another one that I had in mind for a long time, and she evolved a lot, but her powers, strangely, just got more refined. Mm -hmm. So, the, the more... The more I learned about, you know, electricity, um, electromagnetism, um, started poking it, you know, where you can push the, the bounds of reality with it that's so and cool. come like, up with she, something different. As, as you learn more, she grows more. Like that's, that's, that's yeah. awesome how it's going hand in hand like that. So I have her to where, you know, she can create an electromagnetic field, um, where she can pop popcorn in her hands. She can, uh, copy, uh, frequencies and, uh, like scan RFID cards. Even, oh, that's awesome. She can, you know, crack electronic locks. Um, and she's also very strong, um, physically mostly as a result of training but also as a result of something that's going to come out more in book two um so uh why so why I, why a superhero yeah. if you don't mind me asking well i love superheroes and uh <laughs> at the time i was refining her character the most i was watching um 
a lot of the uh uh which one was it the there was a superman cartoon that was really good and then the animated series yeah superman the animated series um that I, I got into that. There was the episode with Apocalypse. And I... Uh, and also with... Oh goodness, now I can't remember the name of the... The villain of the week that time. She didn't get a lot of episodes, but mm. where she was, she was interesting. And I started, you know, poking around with that idea of how... My character, Penance, who wasn't exactly a good person how she would go up against somebody like Superman. That's awesome. And what she would do and why. And then I started <laughs> digging more into why and the rest of the story started you know, really solidifying after that. So uh, speaking of solidifying, we have solid Alon, sorry if I mispronounced your name, saying hello folks in the chat. Welcome to our stream. How are you doing? Any questions for Paula, feel free to ask away. So why would she go after Superman, if you don't mind me asking? Like, what was that reasoning? Um, essentially, she's, well, in, in my novel, you know, she doesn't really actually go up against Superman. But there, there is a heroic, there's a hero that she has to go up against. And it's because... Penance has a boss who has been exploiting her her entire life um, and using her powers for evil. And she's been a tool for him ever since she can remember. Okay. The, so so she, she didn't know she was doing evil like bidding at the time? Um, it's just maybe when she was really young, she didn't understand it. But as she grew up, as she grew older she started to understand it more and more and okay. she was pretty disgusted by it but she's terrified of this guy um so her boss's name is acid and uh when he gets when he gets emotional about anything his skin starts oozing literally acid oh god and that's that's a severe problem for penance because one of the things that one of the things that protects her from her own electromagnetic magnetic field, the thing that stops her from cooking herself, is the natural oil in her skin. And when he touches her, he burns it away, and then she burns herself. Okay. And it just gets worse and worse. I got you. So she has to come up with a way to take him down without taking herself down in the process. That is, that's, I love that concept yeah. so much. So, so he has her good and terrified and also you know after she's grown up with him he has plenty of emotional blackmail material mm -hmm. so it takes a lot of courage for her to decide that this is it this is the last straw she doesn't want to do this anymore she's got to escape i got you i i'm really really loving how like in depth and how much you put in your work it seems like there's so much emotion uh behind uh penis like what what sort of inspirations kind of did you put into that? Uh, like, what was Penis like any sort of like maybe like a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, an extension like of yourself, perhaps in any way. I do try to make my characters as different from myself as possible. So this mm -hmm. is kind of an exercise for me for sympathizing for somebody who's 
in a bad position. Maybe she wants to be a good person, but she doesn't see how. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's she's not very educated. She's been dragged around most of her life. She hasn't been taught very much. She um, she's had her attachment with any friends or any pets or any family just broken again and again oh, repeatedly God. and yeah you know, she doesn't know who to trust anymore but she can a... also she can also sympathize with being the bad guy because mm-hmm. up until like yesterday she was <laughs> we have a solid in the chat saying uh, they read penis and they really enjoyed it um, I, I, I need to get, I need to get Kindle downloaded or, or like, I, I don't know what you do on the computer. I've never had Kindle, um, but I want to read it. It sounds so interesting. And, uh, I, the, the only thing that stopped me is the fact I didn't have like the Kindle. Uh, is it like an app um, or a website? Um, well, it's, it's an app. So, you know, I, I was thinking when I was sending you a review copy, do I send the Kindle one or do I send the, the PDF? You know, I'm 32. I'll just send you the PDF. I, should, I should have the Kindle, uh, but I don't. Hmm. Um, do you have that in physical format too? Um, yes, I actually I well have author copies that I have gotten um, of penance in hardback and in paperback. And yeah, I might as well just buy the book too. Yeah, so you can actually buy that from otherrealmstudio.com. Um, originally, this is published, this is the first edition here that I have the copies mm-hmm. of. It's published by Silver Empire Press. Uh, Silver Empire Press, like, just went out of business, like, within, oh, goodness, the days are running together a bit. Yeah. Like, a month or two ago. So is that kind of yeah. like what drove you to like be self like to, to move on to your own thing then? Yeah. So, I mean, I've always kind of followed self-publishing and looked into it and I was too much of a chicken to really do it until I, <laughs> um, um, kind of forced until I published like... Soulbound really. And you know, that's, that's not too difficult because comic books don't really need ISBNs and neither do eBooks. Um, so what are those uh, to someone who doesn't know? Okay, so the ISBN number is the number on the back of the book that's above the barcode that is registered with like the Library of Congress. Okay, so each, okay. Each one is unique to the book and also the publisher. So you can get one you can get one for free publishing through Amazon, but if you don't want to be tied to Amazon forever, you're better off getting your own. But, you know, you, you can buy a bundle of 10 for, I forgot, close to like $300. That doesn't seem too bad. Yeah. So I went ahead and bought the bundle of 100 <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you never I know. I have ambitions. Yeah. <laughs> but also, my, also, my kids have ambitions. So yeah, dude. Daughter let's go. Let's go. Book, your daughter's writing a book, too? too. <laughs> you say your daughter's writing a book, too? Yeah, she's writing a, I'm not sure if it's a novel or a short story or a comic. We're going to see how long it is when it's done, and I'll help out with the editing. That's we're, so We're cool. still working on that first draft, but it's um, it's Elemental Wolves, mm-hmm. and it's like this pack of wolves. They have this massive history behind them, several generations of magical wolves, 
um, in three different packs, two of which are like ideologically opposed to each other and mm-hmm. one that kind of stays out of politics. And already I'm like, she has this much in the background? Yeah, this world building. Where were you doing this? Like, wh- where were you doing this world building at? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like oh, when, man. when did this happen? When yeah. did this get so complicated? And she's got a character that's a wolf that has the power to, has like this bizarre, scary superpower of being able to make things die. Like, a literal death glare. Yeah, whoa. And, you know, all these wolves, they seem like they would be massively overpowered, but they're not really. They're, it has to... It's actually pretty finely balanced. I How haven't does it feel? Actually like... ri- I have not actually read what she's written of it so far, because mm-hmm. I'm... You know, since I am a writer, I'm gonna want to get my hands on it and do editing and stuff. Yeah. And this is not the stage for that, so... I, I've printed out many copies and um, all her grandparents have read it and she's, she passes it out every chance she gets. That's so awesome. But I, can't, I cannot get my hands in this thing until after she finishes the first draft. So how does it feel like knowing that she got the bug from you, you know? Like how does it feel knowing this is running in the family now? I'm really surprised because I, I was always a reader. Mm-hmm. Um, like evidently you know i don't remember this but my mother tells me that i was reading when i was two years old and she suddenly had to censor all the reading material that came in the house (laughs) um, because i would sound out anything Mm -hmm. that could be problematic that could be problematic like you'd be on the phone and then weird words just start floating up from your little toddler (laughs) yeah sure um but my daughter yeah, she had very little interest in reading, I thought. And it really, she didn't start reading until um, she was older than I was when I started reading. Mm-hmm. Um, so her older brother told her that if she wanted to know how to play the video game, then she needed to learn to read the dialogue. You have to read the dialogue boxes. Here's what they say. It comes yeah. out like this. And then she started reading. Sometimes <laughs> you just need that little motivation. I know for my kids, um, my daughter, uh, so, and like we do, uh, I try to really limit screen time. I know I'm kind of a hypocrite because like when they're sleeping, I'm on the screen a lot. But I'm oh, 32. Yeah. I, you know, I'm old enough for it. Um, but we do sure, it to where. Uh, adult. Yeah, we do it to where they, if they read, they can earn like more screen time, or yeah. they can like if they're if they're going to bed, the only way they can stay up is if they read. So like, yeah, they're reading yeah, a lot. You, just you know, sort of uh, overlook the flashlight under the yeah. covers. <laughs> it's just like, no, I don't know about that. That's fine. As long as you don't hear video game music, you know. They're, yeah. They're... <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I have a I have a short video of my daughter when she was like two. She was under the kitchen sink in the cabinet, and I could see, I could see the cabinet door opening and closing a little bit. So I started mm-hmm. taking video because I'm like, all right, this is gonna be good. So I'm like, all right, what's going on? And she had her brother's DS. Ooh. And she's going, come on, beep, <laughs> beep. And I said, hi. Isn't that your brother's? And she's like, no. 
And um, you got you like, got a love yeah, brother right. and sister relationship. <laughs> yeah, because he had he found out, he probably would have been like, "That's mine!" Like, <laughs> I, I know my my, my uh, son and daughter. It is like a constant battle. I, yeah. I almost have to set a timer. You know what I mean? Like, all right, it's been five yeah. minutes. Hand it over. <laughs> so. How did everything uh, lead into Other Realm? This is your studio. Did you set this up after uh, the other one kind of fell through, or was this something that's always kind of been like on the back burner for you? Um, so yeah, I've been developing Other Realm Studio as you know a place to house all my stories because I can't stick to one media, I can't stick to one genre. I want to stuff all the good stuff in, and I needed a whole <laughs> world for it. Yeah. So, um, I, uh, I always had this idea in mind that, you know, if something doesn't really fit in the world, then probably it just, you know, needs another era. So there's going to be like a few hundred years and the world's going to look very different or over on another continent, the world's going to look very different. Maybe there's going to be the steampunk, um, at this point in time and you know, where a hundred years prior, there was more of a medieval fantasy. Are you think we're ever going to see, hmm. I was going to say, do you think we're ever going to see a uh, pack of uh, wolves in, in, in the yeah. future? Yeah. So Miss Chaos is talking about, you know, when we can do a crossover and have her wolves running through the other realm. That is so awesome. Yeah. So I, I do want to build up other realm studio not just for myself but for my kids to be able to set their worlds in this one mm -hmm. and you know help me use up all these all these uh, isbn numbers <laughs> so and, where do you... you know i would like to um not just do comics and novels but i i personally would love to see an animated series and um my kids are kind of looking into possibly gaming game development it'd be nice to have some of the some of the ip converted into you know something you can play yeah that'd be a really cool soulbound would be an awesome one i think like an action adventure one. Oh yeah yeah it's a it's a big world with a lot of monsters in it yeah yeah so where do you kind of see yourself heading next you know are we going to see soulbound three uh, anytime in the future, are you talking to other artists? Uh, what other like properties are we looking at? All right, so Mia is Mia's gonna finish Soulbound three. Then for issues four through ten, I've got to find somebody. Um, and let's see this the stories. You know, now now that we've had issue one that's about Becca, and mm -hmm. issue two that introduces Torin. You know, more thoroughly then issue three is really going to dig in more to the plot and where they're going to go from here now that they're together okay um so it's i've planned it as a 10 issue arc so we're gonna now, have how, a complete how, how, story you, by you, the end of issue 10 do you have like the, the script for uh, issue 10 or are you still like filling that out along the way it's outlined up to issue 10 mm -hmm. but you know i i had been working more closely with mia um i'd do the script and then you know go back and forth a bit so so why 10 though uh 
is that just kind of like what what number it fell on or was there like any particular reason with ending the arc there uh, well i don't 10 issues is pretty ambitious already for mm -hmm. like starting out my entire yeah. comics career <laughs> it's like wow 10 issues but at least it's shorter than you know 10 novels that's true. Um, I, That's true. I had to. I had to stop it somewhere. So, I don't know if things. If I start realizing that things are more complicated than I thought, maybe it'll get up to twelve. But I hope that it just uh, goes to ten, and I can wrap it up then. Because mm -hmm. so I don't. I don't want to carry it on too long and have people thinking, "Well, the series is going to drag on yeah. forever and ever and ever." I would like a nice, solid ending that feels like it was meant to end at that point and not someplace where you just chop it off because you ran out of budget yeah yeah like tv so shows are you looking at like getting anyone else on to uh, other realm studio or is it just pretty much going to be you and your family like are you looking at like branching out in the future like at any point um i i do want to stick with my ip and you know, if my kids come up with something, then I want to see if, if theirs can fit in there as well. Um, and for bringing those to life, you know, for doing the art, and if I ever do, like, for bringing, I want to bring in people to do the comic art, and um, if I ever get the animated series, I would want to bring in somebody else to help with that. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't have plans right now for bringing in other creators, but I do kind of have a list of people I would love to work with if I ever like won the lottery and I could afford <laughs> to like, to really give these people the attention they deserve mm -hmm. and to promote everything and to have it all made to a professional standard. You know, really the only thing stopping me is the budget i got you so who would be your dream team um if you could afford any budget uh let's see oh goodness so i like a lot of will calligan's work mm -hmm. um he's got gun ghoul and um oh goodness i've already forgot um You know, if, uh, if, if, if it's one of those questions, it's all good. Yeah. We can steer away from it. Yeah. No worries. And there, no worries. There's my friend Chandra Hoger, uh, <laughs> who has uh, Lightning Prophetess, which it's it's a really cool concept, which is like a a saint, a prophetess, but she's also like a magical girl, and she fights demons. Oh, that is really cool. <laughs> I love it so much. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I mean, if if I got my animated series and it was super successful, I'm like, you know what? Uh, you know, whoever that I partnered with to create that, I'd be like, you know who else would have some, has something that would make a fantastic animated series? It's Lightning Prophetess. <laughs> I'm going I'm to have to check that out. I'm going to have to check that out. I love, like, meeting new people and... Uh, all that like i feel like you have something to learn from every single creator that's why like for my interviews and podcasts um it's anyone in any size as long as you got a book i want to talk about it and um 
I, yeah. I feel like we've we've learned a lot of awesome things even today, and I, I I'm so in love with Soulbound. I can't wait to order the physical. I'm I'm gonna order uh, Penis as well because that sounds like it's amazing. Thank you so much. Oh, absolutely. I, I appreciate you sending me uh, the, the PDFs. Uh, I'm a big believer in, you know, if, if you if you get something for free, you either need to like tweet about it, like word of mouth, or you should like try to support it in some way, you know, one way or the other, you know? Yeah, same, same here. It's, it just really means a lot to me that people read my stories and they, um, yeah, it speaks to them. Um, mm -hmm. It resonates and they and it sticks to them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like I'm doing something right. Um, let's see. Yeah, I also know a lot of other good creators. It's just I really should have made a list. <laughs> it, it's hard to shout out like a couple. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll hey, give you the list later. <laughs> yeah, feel free. And any of them that is doing anything, I would love to get them on. I love talking comics. I hope when you do your Kickstarter for any any of this. Feel free to add me to your, your mailing list or your press list. I would love to get you back on and talk about it. Soulbound is awesome. Penis sounds really awesome. Unfortunately, I didn't have the time to read it, but I want to. Um, it has me hooked. Um, I love the idea of uh, the superhero theme. I, you know, and it's it's awesome. You want superhero with the novel and then, you know, uh, fantasy with the comic, you know, kind of backwards. But it worked out perfect. I thought Soulbound was such a unique spin on things. And that's the type of thing I look for in a comic. Like when they can do the when, when you could do a story and add yourself in like you know not yourself but add your your style of storytelling add like your flavor to it and i think i think soulbound has potential to really kill it for a tennis you run well thank you so much i appreciate it man yeah 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 so yeah sometimes it's just really hard to just keep going especially when yeah. you know your your people kind of your people that you're you know really happy with working with um, and you think everything's rolling along just perfect and everything's fantastic and then life takes a hard left turn oh and yeah they they have to go on and do their own thing but that's kind of like the beauty of life though because it's like it's what you do at that point do you let soulbound end that issue three or do you get up do you start swinging back at life and, and start pushing forward and I'm I'm very excited to hear that you have the motivation to carry this through until the end. Um, you know, it's it's definitely a story that needs telling and needs finished. You know. Yeah, um, Becca's got a lot. She's got a long road ahead of her, and it's going to be exciting to see where she goes from here. Because this, she's got a problem. She's got half of. She's got her attachment to the world she grew up in mm -hmm. and then there's the world she's in now and everything's so alien and her soul is literally trying to separate from her body and go back to where it was to where things were familiar and that's not good mm -hmm. it definitely so sounds gonna, like we're gonna see more of that in soulbound three it definitely sounds like a recipe for disaster. I mean, I couldn't imagine like losing my losing my soul, like my soul leaving to another another realm. You'd almost technically be be able to be called soulless and uh, be able to wear that with pride at that point. <laughs> yeah. So with uh, with that being said, uh, I think we came to one of my favorite parts of uh, the episode. Um, 
you know, we're, we're nearing about, hour, you know, an hour into it. I think it's a perfect time to begin wrapping up. But I feel like um, we can really get a good uh, nugget of uh, information from you uh, with this one last question. So for anyone that's out there that's kind of struggling to get their own, you know, story out there and to start their own, like, tale and, like, really take off with it. Uh, what type of advice would you give them to kind of, like, be able to set that passion, like, ablaze, like, to get going with it? Okay, I can tell you what I did wrong for the longest time was that I sat back and I overthought things mm -hmm. and I thought, well, I can't get started because it's not all the way worked out. It's not perfect. I don't have, I'm not um, good enough yet at sequential art yeah. to, you know, draw an entire comic. I don't know what the rules are. I need to buy this. <laughs> I need to buy this book on it. I need to study this more. I need mm -hmm. to. I need to look up how to do lettering. Just, just hire the letterer. Just, just hire somebody. It's not mm -hmm. that expensive. Um, I need more money to do promotion. I need to learn how to run a Kickstarter before I even write down the first word of my manuscript. Um, you get stuck in this black hole of prep, and nothing will move for you. You will be forever gathering your library of reference materials and wishing that you had something to work with in order to find somebody to work with mm -hmm. in order to do things and you're just stuck in that hole <laughs> get out of the hole yeah get, get out, out of the climb hole. out Put the pen on the paper <laughs> put the pen on the paper start writing it if it looks stupid just keep going nothing is as stupid as some of the stuff I've seen published <laughs> and uh, and somehow some of it gets some of it uh, some of what gets published it, it starts off looking so dumb and then you realize it's actually pretty good you know once you actually really look at it mm -hmm. and then like through and the later when, issues it, it keeps getting better you know yeah so everybody starts somewhere Everybody who gets anywhere has had to climb out of the prep hole, the, the pit that they dug for themselves, and do it. And, you know, once you get started, things start coming to you. Yep. you, know, you get your next idea for the next scene. You get, like, five ideas for the next scene, and then you got to pick one. <laughs> um, people show up. It's, it's really spooky. Mm -hmm. People that you need will show up resources that you need will show up yep. um, when you start when you do something then more will come you know when you're responsible with the little bit that you have then you will get more and you know that's an, uh, nothing but 100% the truth when I first started doing interviews like I was really nervous i was you know we were talking about this earlier too i still get like the the the, the pre you know interview uh heebie-jeebies but um oh, yeah, yeah. When, I, when i first started this it was it was i was nervous i was like how do i you know i i never done like comic book interviews i love comics but how do i do this and i just did the one and then two months passed and i was like wow like i don't it's hard for me like on twitter i had like under 50 people like following me and i would put out a post and no one would answer i'm like this is hard and then it took my second one and after my second one it just blew up two uh, yeah. you know two three months later i'm I, i've done like 40. um this is my 45th and it's you're right people keep coming to me almost every other day like hey can i be on your show can i do this like i almost have 
more than yeah, I can handle at this point. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you're 100% right. So, wow, you 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 did have such an awesome nugget of uh, just inspiration there, guys. Please, if you haven't, be sure to check out OtherRealmStudio.com. Uh, that link is in the description. Be sure to check out Soulbound and Penis. Uh, pretty cheap as well. I think it's uh, for the the Kindle. Uh, it was like a dollar, right? Or so, uh, relatively uh, cheap. Three dollars. Three dollars? For the electronic version. Yeah, so... Uh, I can't really go lower than that because yeah. of Amazon. So, I so. mean, even at that price, I, that you're getting a whole story, you know? Um, and that's cheaper than most PDFs you find at that, you know, from digital... So, wow. Paula, Paula, thank you so much for coming on, breaking down Soulbound, Penis, and Other Realm Studio with us. I really appreciate um, the opportunity to have read both issues one and two of Soulbound, and I can't wait for issue number three. Um, with that being said, guys, it is time for us to wrap up. So I hope you all have a fantastic Wednesday. But most importantly, guys, keep it geekly. <laughs>